All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, here recording during the doubleheader of the Monday Night Football Games here. Uh, episode number 60 for our Wednesday, September 20th episode. Uh, recording here some reactions of week number two and obviously our week three prep. Uh, before we get things going here, uh, we'll say hello to the fellas there and maybe we'll go to Armin first as we we miss, missed him last week, but he's back in action here for for week three prep. So Armin, um, how was the how's the last couple of weeks treating you? Oh, pretty good. I went to Alberta for a wedding and had a great time getting together with the uh, Ed boys that I was in education with at U of S there. Um, so shout out to all those guys and uh, then just uh, coaching football and having fun doing it today. Uh, it was raining all practice and I'm still a little cold, but you know, it's all all fun and uh this is the best time to to practice is boys have fun sliding around in the mud and hitting each other in the rain and stuff it's yeah, it's a great uh, great yeah before the snow hits it's a great feeling yeah zach how about yourself uh this weekend i took in a football weekend in saskatchewan uh caught most of the rider game on friday night i believe and then uh, Saturday I had some friends over for a, a ball wind up and a handful of us ended up watching the, the Husky Ram game, uh, pretty exciting finish for an otherwise, uh, defensive struggle. So exciting times for, uh, football Saskatchewan and, uh, for football at all levels in the province with, uh, the high school season kicking off. Absolutely. I went actually Checked out a little high school football action myself there. It wasn't quite the, maybe the score I wanted to see there, but it was nice to be able to go see football. Just unfortunately, I was on the wrong side of the field as per usual, but I uh, had a wedding this weekend. I was back on the ice for, for uh, refereeing. It was, it was a nice little weekend actually, but it's, it's funny. It's Monday just finished. We were just chatting before we started recording and it's Monday and it feels like it's already been a long week. <laughs> we still got four more to go here. So, uh, but you know, it's been nice watching two Monday night football games here. We'll, we'll dive into that a little bit here as well, but we'll get everybody ready for, for week number three. Um, before we do that, just a couple things I want to mention. The one is uh, with Terry's betting corner here. Uh, Terrington, unfortunately, is just getting really, really caught up with some work here and hasn't been able to jump on the pod with us at all, which he's been uh, obviously kind of upset about. And uh, just work, he hasn't been able to get things going here. Uh, so he's going to step away from the pod for a little bit. And uh, we're going to be replacing with uh, with actually my brother-in-law, Lucas Wells. Uh, he's very familiar with the podcast scene. He's the one I took a lot of advice from him to get our podcast running because he ran a, quite a successful podcast for quite a few years talking about sports and, and betting, et cetera. Um, so we're, we're super fortunate to have him on board. And, and uh, I, I won't say too much, but I definitely took a couple of his uh, – his recommendations for bets this last weekend and it, uh, they hit for me in a big way. So looking to get him on the pod and be able to get some of his week three bets in there. Hopefully when you guys some money at home as well too, but we'll get things going here uh, with a couple of reactions here. So the first thing I want to talk about is my goodness, the dolphins that, okay. So a couple of big games, dolphins comeback win was incredible. We had the Ravens blowing that game, which was with, with 21 points I think at that point uh the Colts getting shot out which was unbelievable the Bengals woof pulled that one um like just about like pulling teeth out trying to watch that football game 
Um, and then the Jets, the Jets ruining Cleveland's Cleveland's uh, fans day, I guess there. But um, I want to talk about the Miami game because that was unbelievable. I know, was it Zach maybe that you were talking about starting Tua? I can't remember. I know we talked about some streaming options when Armin wasn't there, but we talked about Wentz who had a not too bad day there. But Tua having six touchdowns and supporting an unbelievable fantasy finish for not only himself, but for Waddle, who is who is one of your my guys there, Zach, and, and Tyree Kill, who's pretty used to that. But holy man, was that a football game? Yeah, not uh, not what you're used to from, from Tua and uh, that Miami offense. But uh, it's kind of what we talked about in the offseason, having, having uh, Tyree Kill there in Miami, opening things up for Waddle and, and vice versa. Um, they might be a bit of a dark horse. Uh, not only in the in the east, but in the in the entire AFC. Um, surprising me for sure. Uh, I guess unpleasantly surprising me. Um, <laughs> the Pats have to compete with them and and Buffalo, so uh, I guess good for them. Uh, yeah, that's that's about all I have. No, oh, I'm closer, Garmin. I'm hoping the the Dolphins do well this season. I've always kind of had a soft spot for them, and it's good to see them um, starting to figure mm-hmm. things out, hopefully, here. Um, it, it's an electric offense if it's humming, it looks like, and I'm, I'm excited to see where it can go. If it makes you feel any better, Zach, I mean, now at least at least the Pats lost to a legitimate contender to, to Miami. Yeah. So. I will say, though, I, I do hope that, uh, like Armin said, that this is a good year for Miami. Um, frankly, I, I don't believe in Tua. So if they, if they can keep Tua in town and they don't get Lamar Jackson or they don't uh, go and get Hurts, uh, that would be for the best, I think, <laughs> yeah. for us. Funny story about that game. My, uh, my best man, my wedding, with my good buddies there, his, his wife, uh, or sorry, his wife, his girlfriend, sorry, was, was texting me during the game or the week before the game and stuff leading up, she goes, Hey, what's that app you use to watch all the fantasy games that are on TV? And she, so I said, oh, it's the zone or whatever. So she goes to download the zone and maybe it would have been like middle of the second quarter, still first half for sure. She goes, what a waste of money. This was, this is just an absolute dumpster fire of a game. And I say it there, you know, Hey, lots of football left. At least it might be entertaining. <laughs> Definitely got her money's worth on that one. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun to watch that one, but. We'll get things going here with our 22 fresh quick question of the week for week number three. And um, a lot of people in the fantasy community are going to be on tilt watch right now with some big name players and some guys that you use some big time draft capital on. Uh, So let's talk about, uh, so who are some players you are concerned about moving forward that you had some high expectations for this season? Um, Maybe we'll start with Zach. I, I really like the one you put down here. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we should be at least questioning uh, Kyle Pitts and the ADP that he had coming into the season. Uh, throughout the draft season, he was routinely coming off the board as, as tight end uh, three or four um, in most drafts. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he went a little bit earlier in some as tight end one or and possibility of going tight end five in some as well, I suppose. Uh, but with tight end three, that's about 33 overall. Um, and that was going before a lot of really productive wide receivers and most of, if not all of the quarterbacks. So far this season, uh, Pitts has had a combined about six and a half half point PPR points. 
um, significantly below the other offensive weapons in Atlanta, uh, significantly below uh, Drake London and Cordell Patterson. So he is the third mouth in that offense. And in an offense that likely isn't going to be putting up many big weeks, uh, you probably don't want to be heavily invested in the third mouth there. Um, I'll go with an Armand here. Uh, my concern is a collection of concerns, I think. Um, Russell Wilson was somebody that you could have got late in your drafts and everybody's thinking was an absolute steal. Um, he, you know, we talked about a little bit that he might be coming out to a slow start, new team. Um, you know, he's injured last season. So there's a lot of excuses for Russell Wilson. But what there isn't excuses for is the decision-making that's been going on in Denver. I don't know if you watched that game at all, but mm -hmm. the amount of time clock violations they took trying to decide whether they were going to punt or kick the field goal or go for on four, it was, it was absurd. And some of the decisions they're making in the red zone is just awful. And I think they have one of the, one of the least or one of the lowest percentage uh, of success in the red zone right now. And it's just, it's difficult to watch. Uh, Russell Wilson looks pretty bad. He's making some poor decisions. And unfortunately, that affects a lot of auxiliary pieces. Uh, Cortland Sutton still having a couple big games with a lot of yardage. Jerry Judy now is down to injury. Uh, Javante Williams, several times where it's like giving the ball in the red zone, he's going to score. Uh, but the, somehow they're still just three times in a the row they're playing jump ball to Sutton or they're trying to do these sneak plays to, uh, to Albert O. I, it's just, it's not pleasant to watch. Uh, and obviously Russell Wilson and, and the coaching staff are affecting those auxiliary pieces as well, too. So predominantly I'm concerned about Russell Wilson, um, but uh, it's starting to creep in some of those, some of those pieces as well. And, and I do have uh, Russell Wilson on a few teams and uh, it's, it's been difficult. And with the higher draft capital, I mean, if, if we took Russell Wilson as the whatever QB 14, he'd be cut already and we'd be on the waiver wire trying to find a replacement, but because you do invest a little bit of a higher draft capital in quarterback, you have those tougher decisions to sit him or cut him to go for somebody else. Uh, so you have to, we talked about this at the start of the year, you have to go against that, you know, the, the, the decision-making that's like, ah, think with your gut, not with your head kind of thing or vice versa or however you want to phrase the, the saying, but it's, it's scary right now. And you're, you could expect a couple, couple more down weeks and they, like these first two weeks, week one, week two, should have been below us against a bad Seattle team and I get a bad Houston team, and they're barely sneaking these ones out. Uh, I'm concerned to see what happens when they find, when they go against a really, really good defense. So that's my concern. Armin, you want to share yours? Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to get concerned about Derrick Henry. I know I came on the pod pounding my fist that he's going to have a good year. He's going to be back to his normal self again. And um now it's just it's two weeks in a row where he's not uh, not doing as well as he he should be doing, and um, I'm my more concern is maybe he's gonna have a year like Saquon did last year. You know, it, you can tell he's not quite ready, not quite a hundred percent, and he just doesn't have the juice that he normally does. Because um, you look at Saquon now, he's way faster than he was last year. The way he's playing. And Derrick Henry is kind of the same thing, right? He's not not hitting it as as fast as he normally does. So he does not look good tonight. I don't. I don't know. If obviously, with you guys coaching, you might not have been able to see as much. That's the one nice thing I've been able to watch a lot of Monday night football games, <laughs> football games here without coaching. But man, he has not looked great um, right now. He's he's at eight point five fantasy points, which isn't terrible. He got the rushing touchdown 
to get him there. But uh, uh, man, oh man, he uh, 13 rushing attempts for 25 yards. That was his line without that TD. And just his his MO was hit the gap with speed, full speed, use your physicality and your size and just mow guys over. He's getting up to that line and he's stopping and he's looking and he's not picking up that speed. He just doesn't look good. And I don't know if part of that is just because of how good the Buffalo defense is, but he just doesn't look the same. So I, I agree there. There's a little bit of concern uh, there. So maybe trying to trade him off the name value. Maybe that's too much of a panic, but uh, I am concerned as well there. Yeah. And, you, you know, like this, the stopping is concerning, right? If he hit the hole, even though it's not really as big as he might want it or it's closing up and he just gets four yards in a cloud of dust, like that at least is, is showing that he's got some juice. But stopping and waiting, either he doesn't have the juice or he's hesitant now because he, he was out for a while. Absolutely. We'll get some insiders and headliners going here. We've got a few big things to talk about. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. So this one sucks. That's There's no easy way to say this. It sucks for him. It sucks for the team. It sucks for fantasy managers. And we'll go into a few of those underlying reasonings but Trey Lance uh, on a two-run designed run uh, suffers a severe ankle injury underwent surgery today and will miss the entire 2022 season Uh, this sucks for fantasy managers because he was a highly anticipated run threat you know Lamar Jackson type player Um, especially in dynasty you had to pay quite a bit to get him this upcoming season or in the previous draft in the rookie draft Uh, sucks for San Francisco giving up several draft picks to take him third overall in the NFL draft. And now they're in a situation that they've been in for three years in a row where it's, is Trey Lance our guy? Do we keep going with, uh, with what we've got here with Garoppolo? And now a guy that is his MO is his rushing ability. Now coming off this gruesome ankle injury, is he going to be the same after we still don't know if he can pass the football. We haven't really seen it. So this is a tough situation for not only him, as he's going to be entering his fourth year um, by the time probably he'd be healthy where he's all uh, he's giving an opportunity to really prove himself because we saw Dak go down to an ankle injury and it's been taking him a couple years to get back into that uh, you know opportunity so um, San Francisco this sucks Trey Lance this sucks fantasy managers this sucks but uh, maybe maybe you guys have any opinions on the San Francisco offense as we transition to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, he didn't look terrible after really not having much football, obviously the last couple couple months, but he didn't look terrible. Yeah, he looked all right. And you know what? Uh, if this goes back to the offense of last year as a Debo owner, I'd be pretty excited um, to see uh, him get back to kind of more of that role he had last year. Um, and uh I'd be worried if I was an Ayuk owner too, but Ayuk ended up not having a bad night with it all said and done. So we'll I know see. Zach, I know, Zach, you got Kittle on your dynasty team. I think another dynasty team as well, if I remember correctly. But, uh, you know, obviously we know Jimmy Garoppolo and Kittle. They have that connection. If we ever see Kittle touch the field here, you know, maybe we'll be excited for, for Garoppolo coming back here. But that's that's obviously good news for for people that are really, really struggling for the tight end position. Yeah. You've pro- you're, you probably had to pay up a little bit to get Kittle in your in your redraft. So um, this isn't going to hurt his value, I don't think. 
Um, because if you have any of those short little dump off passes that Kittle may have picked up, uh, those may have been uh, Trey Lance rushes uh, previous to this week. So um, I'm sure that's going to help with a little bit. And we saw last year and the year prior what uh, what Garoppolo could do in that uh, Shanahan offense. So even though it's not as exciting and probably what most uh, Niners fans wanted or were looking for, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, the same old thing there from the 49ers. This, this one's an interesting one because um, if you watch the game, you saw both not only him, but the, uh, but Lattimore get ejected as well for this altercation in the in the Saints and the uh, the Bucks game. But Mike Evans, on top of already being ejected as well, is also receiving a one game suspension, so he will be out and not in the or not in the game for Tampa Bay as they take on Green Bay. So this one I'm going to hint on a little bit later uh, on the situation for uh, for Tampa Bay. But uh, do you have anything to talk about? Maybe the altercation, but anything to talk about the Bucks? I might hit on a little bit later. Uh, it just seems whenever they play each other, there's always some kind of uh, altercation between either Mike Evans or just any one of the players. So uh, not surprising, but it's a pretty uh, hotly contested divisional matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jerry Judy, if you watch this game at all in the Sunday Sunday afternoon there, um, took a pretty good shot after catching the ball, landed awkwardly. Uh, he's dealing with a chest sternum injury. Um, good news is it's not considered to be serious. It's considered he's day-to-day at this point. So that's something to monitor, obviously, if you're a Jerry Judy owner. Uh, James Conner left in that game with an ankle injury. Uh, once again, it's not expected to be in, not expected to be serious. He stayed in his entire equipment the entire game. This was on the sidelines. So that's something to monitor. He might miss very minimal time and limited time. But that's something to monitor, obviously, if you're a James Conner owner or if you went to, to the waiver wires to pick up uh, the auxiliary pieces there as well in that backfield. Uh, Dalton Schultz, tight end, left the game late with a knee injury. Um, there, it's called um, an M, not MCL, the uh, PCL. Is that what it was? I can't remember off the top of my head here. I didn't write it down. PCL, um, which they're kind of saying, you know, it's something to monitor. They're getting some more opinions. So planning to be without probably Dalton Schultz for a little bit of time. Uh, but as of right now, uh, if you are Dalton Schultz owner, you need to start pivoting and looking to somewhere else, uh, unfortunately. Alvin Kamara missed week, uh, missed this week with a fractured rib cartilage. A very, it's the same injury that Justin Herbert is currently battling through right now. We'll, we'll get to him in a second. Uh, but the team is being cautious with him, so there's a good chance that Alvin Kamara can end up missing more time. This is a di- more difficult, obviously, injury for a running back with a high impact position compared to Justin Herbert where he's in the pocket. Um, so that's something to monitor as we move forward with the Saints. Um, speaking of Herbert, he took that massive shot late in the fourth on the Thursday nighter. Uh, so he does have that rib cartilage injury. Um, this is something that we're going to have to watch as it goes throughout the season. Um, hopefully it's not long-term as I have him as my QB one on the season and my, and my NFL MVP. So this could really damper my, my hot takes here, but um, are you concerned if you are owners of, you know, Austin Eckler, if you're Mike Evans or Mike Williams, or if you're um, any other owner, maybe Josh Palmer right now as uh, Keenan Allen's, are you concerned if you're a, a Chargers owner? Let's go to Zach on this one. Uh, I don't Under know if I'm you? super, I don't know if I'm concerned if I'm uh, an Eckler owner. Um, the easy connection there would be to say, 
If they can't have Herbert to throw the ball, they'll have to go on the ground more. So and, and the rest of the backs don't look good. So <laughs> yeah. I'd be more concerned if I was like a if I was really banking on Palmer or Everett, because they still will have to throw the ball. So I think Keenan, Allen, and Mike Williams will still get theirs. Maybe not to the extent that we are accustomed to, but those uh secondary pieces, I don't think they would be getting getting as many opportunities. And Armin, you look like you were you had something burning deep down there. Oh, I'm just uh, I'm concerned about uh, Justin Herbert getting uh, his doctor's appointments because it's the same doctor apparently that uh, punctured Tyrod Taylor's lungs last year. So touche. Uh, uh, same w- same area of the body. So might want to get a second opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, last one here too. This one sucks, Arm. We were wheeling and dealing here a little bit. I was contemplating about going all in on Michael Pittman for my dynasty team here but now I'm a little bit concerned with my team that I'm trying to uh, win this season with uh, and now Michael Pittman is battling a quad injury uh, was a last minute out um, it was, wasn't really news on it so I imagine it must have been on a Thursday Thursday or Friday of practice on the walkthrough there but he tweaked the quad and missed the week so this is something to monitor obviously if you're a Michael Pittman owner we saw what that Indianapolis offense looked like without him, and they had a hard time moving the ball. It was uh, it was not fun to watch that one. So if you're a Michael Pittman owner, you're definitely going to want to monitor his activity at practice this week. Um, as I imagine, well, he was around that third, fourth round draft pick, uh, so you probably had a high high draft capital to get him on your team. So I imagine your roster is struggling a little bit without him, so you're definitely going to want to monitor that one. Um, anything to add here, Fells, before we continue on? Just if all of our studs could just stay healthy, that'd be really deadly. Yes, my my one two cents. Um, But you know what else is real deadly is uh, Armin's twenty two fresh hoodie is currently rocking right now. Uh, That was part of our deal. Twenty two fresh. We got a little bit of swag to be able to rep on the podcast to to represent twenty two fresh. And actually, the one Friday is reffing with the guy that works at twenty two fresh that set us up. So it was awesome. Got to talk shop a little bit with him. They got some really cool things going on the hockey side coming up here right away too. So I know we're a football podcast, but obviously promoting the brand itself. They got some really cool stuff coming. Uh, So if you're a hockey fan, stay tuned for that. But nonetheless, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure you've heard us talk about it before, but we're trying to save you money at home by going to 22fresh.com, finding your favorite merchandise or product that you want to add to your collection at home. Uh, Now you can get that for 15% off and 15% cheaper. Uh, to save yourself a little bit of money. So using the promo code 306FFB15, you're going to be able to save 15% off your next 22 Fresh purchase just because you support the podcast. So 22 Fresh supporting us, we are supporting you at home. Don't forget to use that 306FFB15 promo code for 15% off. You know, I'm so happy it's finally getting cold now because I get to wear this bunny hug. I don't really wear long sleeves in the summer. And now I'm uh, just so relaxed and comfortable in this bunny hug. Now. I kind of regret not getting that one because that one's so freaking nice. Like yeah. the color itself is nice, but then also that big pouch in the front. I really like it. It actually comes in handy quite a bit. <laughs> I could just imagine walking around and putting a spitz bag in there with that <laughs> pouch. It just seems just so perfect. Yeah. Um, weekly recap here, studs and duds, and then we'll get into our, uh, our week three prep. Um, this one, I really, really almost changed it last second just because of uh, how impressive Diggs was here in this Monday nighter. <laughs> it 
it was absolutely awesome to watch and betting a little, I bet money on the six and a half receptions. Uh, he crushed that in the first quarter and a half. So that was an easy hit. Uh, but I had to go with my boy, Amonra St. Brown. He did it again and he set a record. Uh, only two other players have done it where they've got eight plus receptions in eight straight games for, I can't remember what the exact yardage they were measuring it was, but regardless, a major feat nonetheless that only him, Michael Thomas, and Antonio Brown have ever done. Uh, he went for nine for 116. He also had 68 on the ground, and he put up two tutties for 34.9 points, and he helped the Detroit Lions absolutely smoke Washington Commanders. They, they came back a little bit at the end, but uh, that was a lot of just putting the game away and it's it was it was a lot of fun to finally watch my lions be the favorites for once in the betting odds since like 2020 it's been uh but uh, that, that was a lot of fun to watch that one and and if you have uh if you have a monra on your team uh, you you have a wide receiver one you keep plugging and playing him with a lot of confidence because he he's legit so he is my stud of the week um zach let, let's hear this i we're this so preface in our group chat I right away went in there. Yeah, Dibs and Monra, like anybody else is going to take him. And then Waddle, I obviously giving this away for Zach here. He went off. I knew exactly Zach was going to take. And then Armin guy was going off. I put in there. I was like, well, this is probably the most three obvious studs we could pick. But, <laughs> but Zach, let's hear how good how good of a day your guy had. Yeah, um, kind of like St. Brown in a lot of ways. Uh, Waddle is looking like a potential league winner where you got your um, – your wide receiver one in like the the third or fourth round. So um yeah, without further ado, yeah, Jalen Waddle, my stud of the week. Um just 0.3 fantasy points less than St. Brown. Uh Waddle had 11 receptions on 19 targets, 171 yards and two TDs through the air. Um Sunday, yesterday morning, Sunday morning. We were having brunch at uh, my in-laws and my brother-in-law leans over here. He goes, holy smokes, this guy, this Jalen Waddle's on fire. Two touchdowns already before halftime. And I'm thinking I'm going to have a heck of a weekend. Um, but it uh, turns out the one touchdown was uh, either called back or, or something happened that it didn't happen, didn't count. So was giving him a hard time all day and then, or all game rather, and then Waddle ends up getting that uh, the second touchdown later in the game. So the go-ahead uh, winning touchdown, wasn't it? I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, Waddle big week. Uh, wide receiver one A or wide receiver one B. It doesn't seem to really matter there in Miami right now. Uh, both him and Tyreek can hopefully sustain the success. For fantasy managers well a bet on them is a bet on two and right now it's a pretty darn smart bet what it's been looking like the first two weeks armor you want to talk about your stud yeah um before i say my stud my honorary stud of the week is the linebacker from the vikings who just got the pick before uh Kirk Cousins, who's my honorary dud of the week, just threw an interception in the red zone. Well, how about Slay? That's his second pick while covering Jefferson, keeping him to next to nothing and four breakups. He's having himself an unreal game. That's a former Detroit Lion there for you folks at home. Uh, that ball was thrown at Slay, not Jefferson. Yeah, he's still got two picks. <laughs>
my uh, stud of the week is uh, my guy, the guy I love to talk about, Nick Chubb, putting up 30.8 fantasy points. He had 17 carries for 87 yards and three TDs. And then he also contributed in the passing game with three catches for 26 yards. Um, so Chubb looked like a stud this last week. Um, hopefully he continues rumbling going forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, he uh, really dampered my start of the week last week. Uh, I think just the Jets hanging around maybe did that, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, my start of the week, this one sucks because I expected big things coming from this player. I uh, actually got him pretty late in most of my drafts thinking it was an absolute steal, a little bargain, uh, trying to get the wide receiver one from the Chicago Bears. But when they're only throwing the ball 11 times a game, that's not going to get it done. Um, my dud of the week is Darnell Mooney, uh, who put up one reception for negative four yards. So depending on what your scoring settings are at home, you could have got you anywhere between negative 0.4 to 0.1 points to 0.5 points, depending on whatever your point, whatever your <laughs> settings are at home. But yeah, Darnell Mooney, yeah, you can't play him. You could borderline drop him. I wouldn't drop him yet. I, I would wait and see, maybe to see what happens here at the Chicago offense. But um, it's not good sliding right now for any of the uh, offensive pieces. Uh, I was going to put Cole Komet, but that was just low-hanging fruit with back-to-back -back goose eggs. So I thought maybe I'd go to somebody who actually received negative receiving yards, uh, and that is Darnell Mooney. So he's my dud of the week. Um, Zach, you're dud. Yeah, my dud this week is Juju Smith-Schuster. And you can really make the argument that he's had a dud of a season up to this point. Last week, he had 6.9 points, which isn't really what you want to see out of somebody that uh, you, you might have drafted as your wide receiver two, but more likely your wide receiver three. Um, but this week, he followed that up with a 2.5 outing against the Chargers so hopefully able to turn it around here against Indy um, but we'll have to wait and see and uh, Armin you want to talk about yours yeah my dad of the week it pains me to say because love this guy too but Rashad Penny put up 1.5 fantasy points six carries for 15 yards um and just worried about just him in that Seattle run game um Kenneth Walker played his first few snaps and ate a few of his carries, but they just didn't run the ball at all because they were down and trying to use Geno Smith to get back in the game, which seems like a mistake to me. Looking at um, kind of moving into a little bit of our picks from last week, man, some of our, some of ours hit in a big way. I was looking at Zach, you said to start Christian Kirk and my goodness, that was a, that was a pretty darn good start there too. Toddy Link, he was like wide receiver four or five on the week, which is pretty impressive. Curtis Samuel had a touchdown there. Armin, good start. Kareem Hunt got eaten into by Chubb, but still actually put up, I think, 10 points, so not terrible. C.D. Lamb was kind of meh. Michael Thomas had a last-second touchdown and still was kind of meh, so he was shut down pretty much the entire game. And then Amari Cooper had that big, long touchdown, which ended up putting him into pretty good. But even looking at our quarterbacks, we suggested – there, Zach, we still did pretty good too. I was getting nervous about that Carson Wentz start, but somehow still ended up pulling it out at the end with the, uh, we'll call it garbage time. So we're trying to stay hot here as we go into week three and we'll, we'll go to Armin's full stream ahead to start things out. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, my full stream ahead this week is we have no bye weeks yet, so there's no like um, QB to to stream yet. But I'm I'm thinking if you don't have Wentz or Tua and they're still available in your league, like Wentz is available in 53.5% of sleeper leagues. He's sitting at QB three for throughout the first two weeks of the season and at 28.3 points a game. And then Tua, he's at uh, rostered at a little bit more at 64.3% of leagues. But he's also sitting at QB4 at 27.4 points per game. Um, one monster game, one mediocre to bad game for Tua. But um, I think they have to be rostered at this point. Even if you have uh, QB sitting on your bench, um, get them. If you have like Rodgers or Brady where there's, there's question marks and their offenses are still sputtering, start them till they figure it out or start them till you can drop Rogers and Brady with confidence or whatever QB you might've picked up, maybe even Wilson, right? Um, as people might be concerned about Wilson, these guys might be guys you can play until Wilson figures it out. Or if Wilson doesn't figure it out, you just have these guys and you can drop Wilson. Like, um, or if you were the Trey Lance owner, like, yeah, then you're scrambling, you know, yeah, so. Dak owner. we talked about Doc last week. If you're the Doc owner and you picked up a, a dud, you know, you're then, then you're looking for somebody for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, not that Carson Wentz is a good NFL QB right now, but uh, he's at least a good fantasy asset at the moment. I was really, really close to dropping him in Dynasty just because I have like it's a one QB Dynasty league. I have a couple of good quarterbacks. Dak's obviously out for a bit. I got Kyler, then I picked up two and a trade is kind of like a see what happens, but don't need four quarterbacks so I was going to drop Wentz and now I was like I don't know if I could drop Wentz like he's just putting <laughs> so many points it seems ridiculous to think that you can't drop Carson Wentz but we got to hold on for the bitter end you're gonna see what he keeps doing um Carrie so Zach you want to uh start us off with your start of the week here I, I actually like this one a lot TBH <laughs> so uh following off a hot weekend by a number of the rookie receivers um my start of the week is Drake London, wide receiver for the Falcons, going against the Seahawks in week three. Um, in week two, uh, against the Rams, London had 12 targets, uh, which for a rookie in his second game, I think that's quite a high, quite a high amount, uh, especially, or rather, even for most receivers, that's a high amount, uh, but especially for a rookie. Um Seems that he is the, the alpha there in the Atlanta offense. So I would look for Drake London to have another good weekend. Yeah, the rookies are starting big time. Like Dotson's having a good good stretch so far. Olave's looking good. Now we've been looking at Drake. Wilson London. had a Wilson, Wilson had himself a huge week. Like these rookies, man, it's just unreal. Um, Wilson won. Like, I, I think it's kind of worth mentioning. I mean, we're in the wrong section here, but like somebody texted me, would you rather go pick up, um, for, I'm foreshadowing here, Armin's start of the week. So I won't say his name or would you pick up Wilson? And I was like, well, I think Wilson would be a good ad regardless. But the only thing is like, there might be a QB change coming up here in the next couple of weeks. This chemistry might go away and all of a sudden Wilson might be bad, but I still think he's definitely worth a roster spot and a start right now. Wilson's having a good, but I recommended, the name that Armin's about to share is that I would rather pick this guy up if I was in a redraft and put him in my lineup. Cause I think, you know what you're getting for the remainder of the season, or at least if things continue on the trend that they're going. So queuing you up here, Armin, perfectly. 
All right, so my start of the week, I'm going back to the well, the same start I had last week. Curtis Samuel, you might as well ride the wave. I spent a crap ton of fab in our uh, staff league at St. Mary to to pick him up. Uh, it, it may sound wild, but I, I spent 69 of my fab on on him. But 14-team uh, league, though, and, and experienced drafters, so keep that Yeah, going. and last year, Elijah Mitchell went for 100 fab, so... I was playing the game there, but uh, he he's getting the targets. He's got nine targets and 11 targets over the last two weeks, and he's getting yards. He's getting touchdowns. He's even getting carries like they clearly want him to be a big part of this offense. And until he gets hurt and breaks down a little bit, might as well just continue using him, especially in PPR where like that many targets like he got uh, eight points alone just off uh, off his reception. So, and he even got a little bit of work out of the backfield too. So, I mean, keep that going. Yeah. Um, my start of the week. This guy was dead to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. He was absolutely. <laughs> but putting emotion completely aside, I'm going to put. He's not, I don't have him on any of my teams, so I can't really say he is my start. But I'm recommending you at home start him. Um, Everybody was panicking after week one. Uh, and I think rightfully so you could be panicking, but he got targeted twice in the red zone. Well, several times in the red zone. One, he got a touchdown. The one he had a touchdown, but it was called back on a penalty um, or it was like a weird timeout situation in, in the Rams game there. Uh, but Allen Robinson, you can put him in, in full confidence. And even if you might be at home saying, well, what about, you know, <laughs> what, what about uh, the fact that he's not getting targeted as much as obviously, as uh, Cooper Cup and well, yeah, that's fine. But he's getting targeted a ton in the red zone, and Arizona has one of, if not the worst, secondaries in the NFL. Um, so Allen Robinson, I would be starting him with a lot of confidence, and actually like a and and a, and I expect a lot of points to come, whether he gets from the touchdowns or just in the fact that Arizona's secondary is so bad. Um, even though it looks like the Rams have been trying to get the run game going a little bit. They just bail on it so quickly and end up uh, peppering their wide receivers all the way down the field to these monstrous wide receiver weeks. And Matthew Stafford still having good weeks, even though he's been throwing two, three interceptions every single week. But uh, I'd be putting in my lineup with a, with a lot of confidence this week. Um, Zach, your sit. This one hurts my feelings. <laughs> I'm not sure how many people uh, are starting Chase Edmonds, but if you were like me, in the position where you had to or felt like you had to start him, you were let down a little bit this weekend. Um, over the, I guess, from week one to week two, uh, we saw Edmonds and Mostert kind of switch roles in the Miami offense. Week one, Edmonds had 12 rushing attempts and four receptions, where Mostert had five rush attempts and one reception uh, yesterday. Mostert had 11 rush attempts with three receptions while Edmonds had five rush attempts with one reception. Um, having not watched the game, I, I couldn't tell you if it was a game script thing from week one to week two, or they just find that Mostert's a better fit in that offense. But I will say that trend is not something that um, I am willing to bet against uh, in week three. So for this week, I would try to find an alternative and have Edmonds on my bench. 
Well, I would sit both of them just because look mm-hmm. what they just did to Derrick Henry. Like he's arguably one of the best running backs, or if not was one of the best running backs in the NFL. And they just bottled him up for what I say, 25 yards. Like it's gonna be tough sledding against that Buffalo, Buffalo defense. But I will also mention too, whoever the red zone back, I mean, obviously Buffalo situation, I'm gonna be sitting them because that's just like I said, tough sledding. See what they did in the first two weeks. But what I, what I would want to be monitoring between those two is who is the goal line back. Last week, you didn't see it at all because every score was like a big bomb touchdown. Somehow somebody sneaking behind the secondary and scoring, and that's how they kind of got caught up. So that's something I'd be monitoring moving forward is, like I in the first week, it was Edmonds. But now, like you said, this transition is happening. If Mostert takes over that red zone opportunities as well, too, then this is, this is red alarms situation for Chase Edmonds. Uh, Army, you want to share your set of the week? Yeah, first I we gotta say I like the Edmonds pick because I was gonna do it, and then I was typing it in, and then I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should check what Zach and Jordan wrote, and oh, there it is. <laughs> um, so uh, we almost had two Edmonds here, and I would have been reeling. Uh, I went Chase Claypool um, versus Cleveland. Not that Cleveland's a great defense or anything, but that Pittsburgh offense isn't looking very good um Claypool at least has gotten six targets in the last two games but man it's, it hasn't been deep down the field like he's gotten like I think 16 yards on both games for four catches something stupid like that um which which sucks because you know if you're getting four targets you'd be hoping to at least get something like 30 to 40 yards maybe 60 yards out of that but he's not even getting 20 um, so clearly they're not throwing the ball deep down the field, which is where Claypool really does thrive anyways. Um, so I'm, I am a little worried about Claypool moving forward and um, hopefully this uh, offense um, tries to go deeper than Ben Roethlisberger was doing before, because right now they're not going as deep as big Ben was able to do in his last year, which is really sad they're still finding a way to be competitive though which is the sad part. yeah yeah <laughs> oh it's frustrating um i said of the week and i would be going oh my god another pick oh never mind he stepped out of bounds this is complete garbage time at this point anyways it's pretty irrelevant but um my set of the week and i'd be pivoting to what armand had mentioned in his stream of the week instead of this quarterback uh and i'm gonna be sitting tom brady and uh, i would have I was recommending, I mean, I didn't put him as my sit last week, but I was recommending to sit him just because of the really tough matchup against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, But Tom Brady has struggled out of the gate so far. Uh, Last week he had no Julio, but he had Mike Evans. Now this week, obviously the suspension, he's not going to have Mike Evans. Maybe he has Julio back. I would be willing to bet a lot of money. He's not going to have Godwin back either. Uh, It's just a tough situation here for Tom Brady and the Packers. If you watched that last game there, what they did to the Bears, they absolutely disheveled them, and it was not close at all. Drew uh, Alexander is one of the best corners in the league, and so far these are Tom Brady stat lines. Uh, 18 completions for 212 yards, one TD, one interception. 18, 18 completions, 190 yards, one touchdown. Um, those aren't going to get it done for you. 8.38 fantasy points in 8.4. I know Tom Brady was a late-round pick, uh, and last year, Tom Brady was, I think, he finished as QB5 on the season. Uh, I would not be putting my eggs in the Tom Brady basket in this matchup, especially against a hot 
Green Bay defense and with Tom Brady struggling and he is mentally struggling. I, he, I think he destroyed two Microsoft surfaces on the sidelines, probably three of his helmets. It looked like he's, he's having a tough go. Uh, so I'd be, I'd be benching Tom Brady this upcoming week. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned those tablets uh, right now in the triple SAD in, in Saskatoon, at least we have access to huddle sideline. And uh, our head coach gave me a tablet on Thursday. He's like, here, you just, I want you to watch the defense uh, for the first two series. I was like, I can't possibly do that. Like if anything happens, I am, this thing's going flying in celebration or in just utter despair. So there's no way I can be held responsible for holding this tablet in the first game of the triple SADs, SAD season. There's been a couple of clipboards that have been the wrong side of St. Mary have been on the benches, I think, between myself, Zach, I think Germs, he had a, had a couple go and oh man, it's just when you just get going, you never know what's going to happen and that surface could be up in the air, it could be spiked down, who knows, Zach could be playing disc golf with Danny and humming that <laughs> through the upright, you, you never know what's going to happen with that damn thing. Oh, it was, it was pretty funny, uh, middle of the third quarter uh the other assistant coach is holding it gets a notification some kids are trying to like doing a prank airdropping photos with some pretty crude names <laughs> kids just just it, you oh. yeah <laughs> never it never kids fails kids up in the bleachers lost interest uh the game's a blowout they're like watch this it never fails. Never yeah. fails. We'll find a will. There's a will. There's a way. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So before we, uh, before I got a little drop too here. I know we got a couple of good ones uh, for the other segments, but we got Wellsy here. Uh, we talked about what started the segment or started the episode there. Uh, he's taken over for Terry as he's taken some time away from the podcast. And and like I mentioned, we we talked lots at the wedding we were at this past week on some of the bets, and and they definitely hit. So. I'll let, uh, I'll let Lucas maybe introduce himself a little bit here and then we'll start getting into the bets, but uh, and then I'll drop the little, uh, little um, jingle we made for him too, but we'll let him, uh, let him take a second here. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, I'm Jordan's brother-in-law, uh, a full D-gen when it comes to betting, <laughs> uh, as he knows for sure. Uh, every Sunday, every Thursday, every Monday, I'm sending him my picks, seeing what he thinks. Um, yeah. I got a couple picks here lined up. Nothing major. I really love Thursday nights. I hammer Thursday nights. And then that kind of depends how I do on Sundays. And then I usually break it down Sunday mornings, the afternoon. And then if I did well Monday and then in the afternoon, I hammer the evening. So we'll, uh, we'll get into that here shortly. Right on. Uh, so hopefully for you, I'll keep, I'll keep up to date with the uh, social media posts as well, too. I know with Terry, we posted a couple of his favorite bets, uh, but Lucas likes to go in a little more depth there with, it's Thursday, like you mentioned, Thursday, Sunday, and then possibly get into some of the Mondays. And I'm more of a parlay type guy, so I've definitely some of Lucas's to help me in the parlay. But I think i got to stick to some of his business because some of mine are pretty far-fetched and, and are spoiling over the parlays I've been trying to hit. Yeah, I, I'm not much of a parlay guy, and you'll notice a lot of my stuff is, uh, isn't plus money all the time. But I like to just kind of keep it simple. Um, I don't mind the odd underdog, but for the most part, simple is where you make your money. That's that's why you've won money and I haven't yet. So, <laughs> without further ado, we'll we'll get uh, Wellsy's wagers here and going here. So here's his new clip, and then we'll we'll hear what he thinks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Woo! Woo! 
Love that money. I don't think you'd be a 306 uh, sound clip without having some Will Ferrell in there. So I had to get that one in there. No, but... boys seem to love Will Ferrell on this podcast. <laughs> All right, let's see what you got for Thursday. My Thursday nighter, I think I got two locks for sure. I got a Nick Chubb anytime TD. That's minus 110. And I got a Najee Harris anytime TD plus 160. Now, if either of those teams are going to win, which I mean, someone's got to win, one of those guys is going to have to score. I think Najee, if the Steelers are going to win, Najee's going to have to eat. Now that goes into my third bet. I got Steelers money line plus 175. Clowney is out for sure. Miles Garrett's possibly out. If Miles Garrett is in and he's fully healthy, you might want to transition that into a Browns money line. But I, right now I'm sticking Steelers money line plus 175. Najee Harris going to eat. It's going to get a it's going to get a touchdown plus 160 anytime TD. Also, I'm taking the over in that game. The over right now is at 38 and a half. The Browns alone right now are averaging 30 points a game. They scored 30 in their first game, 26 in the second game. Okay. 38 and a half isn't a lot of points in the NFL. Okay. Steelers money line. We got the over. I think that's a pretty, pretty successful Thursday if everything goes to plan. Especially seeing as you've got the anytime touchdown for both running backs, that's 14 points right there just on two solid bets. So I, I don't mind the over on this one for sure. Chubb, Chubb, anytime TD was kind of hit or miss, you know one of the running backs is going to get it. It's either Hunt. It's going to either be Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb. Chubb seems to be the horse back there, but some games Hunt can be. Hunt's, Hunt's money line too right now, so, I mean, you got got options there. Najee Harris, anytime TD, like I said, I love that one, especially at plus 160. You don't got to put a lot of money on there to make some money. Um, then we can transition into the Sunday morning games. Sundays kind of depend for me how I do – on Thursdays and I like to break Sunday down into into thirds so you got your morning games then you got your afternoon games then you got your evening games Sunday morning games I got Ravens money line minus 160 they should have won this week defense fell apart I don't expect that to happen again now I got Jets money line now this might be the first time I've ever bet on the Jets okay (laughs) they stink usually but Joe Flacco he's slinging the Bengals stink Okay, their defense is horrible. Joe Burrow's turning the ball over everywhere. And the Jets' money line's plus 180. It's just calling my name. So I got them. Jets' money line plus 180. Transition into the afternoon game. I couldn't get the I couldn't get the prop odds right now, but as soon as they come out, I'm hammering Mike Williams anytime TD. The guy is the number one wide receiver there right now. He's having a game, having a year already. Last week, he dominated. So that's a lock for sure. Mike Williams, anytime TD. Then in the evening game, I'm taking Broncos money line plus 105. Russ needs Russ needs to come out and defend himself. He has been garbage. Yeah, we talked about him on the pod quite a bit in that earlier segment. And oh, it's it's concerning. It's really concerning. It's concerning, but I think if anybody's gonna turn it around there, they have the pieces. Yeah. They have the pieces there to be able to to win. And I think. Sunday night's a very winnable game. I believe they're playing the Niners. And the Niners were favorites, which kind of surprised me. But Jimmy Garoppolo led Niners, too. Yeah, I mean, plus money, I'm going to take the Broncos money line. I'm going to take Russell Wilson every single time, especially in prime time. That guy doesn't seem to want to lose very many games in prime time. Okay, well, uh, that'll do it for here for for Wellesley's betting corner, or for sorry, transition from Terry's betting corner into Wellesley's wagers here. Um, we're going to have Wellesley jump on the podcast for us moving forward here. 
uh, just obviously with the last minute transition this episode we just had him kind of jump on the day after here so we're actually recording these on the Tuesday which kind of worked out better because we actually at least got some of the yeah. some of the props on yeah. on there so um, that's going to do it for this little portion and and thanks for jumping on Wellesley and hopefully we get some big hits for, for some of the guys here yeah hopefully hey and boys share your share your bets if you guys hit her big with a couple big parlays or anything let us know because we love seeing that we love when people make money that's what this is all about absolutely making money I send Wellesley my uh my big parlays every single week and I just think they're just absolutely money every single week but <laughs> she <laughs> always will send me five parlays and I'm like yeah those look good but like <laughs> It's a parlay. I mean, it's a parlay. Like you gotta, they gotta be pretty lucky. Yeah. Whereas I'm much more a single bet guy. Let's make some money. Let's make some money. We uh we recorded last night on the Monday, and obviously we're recording this portion on the Tuesday. And I had a parlay out last night for the two Monday nighters, and the my first three hit within like the first quarter. I, I was like, oh, well, we're set. And then just Minnesota, typical. I should should have knew Kirk Cousins Monday night is just not going to happen. But. See, when I thought Kirk Cousins on the Monday night, I mean, the Queen died. The Queen said he was good. So <laughs> I thought he was going to win. I thought he was going to win one for the Queen. That's, clearly not. It was just a moment. Not so much. All right. Uh, that'll do it. Thank you very much, Wellesley, for jumping on. Thanks, boys. Okay. So that's going to do it here for uh, for Wellesley's, Wellesley's wagers here. So hopefully you can come out to a hot start here, joining the boys in week three. Uh, but anything to add here, fellas, before we wrap this one up? Hey, let's go in some fantasy games. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. How good is my team in our dynasty league right now, boys? Ah, uh, screw you. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I think I'm the number one point getter two weeks in a row. I'm just going to check real quick here. I think I might be, but it's, oh man. Like you said, Zach, that's the league that matters. And right now things are, things are going well. I'm not going to complain too much. Yeah, Frick, just go win it this year, win it next year. And we can just redraft. That's kind of what I'm hoping yeah. for. I want that big, oh no. No, oh Zach, was it you? Yeah, you beat me by one point for the, Get the heck out. Hey, there you go. Humble break there, Zach. I just threw you three. And I probably like I I know I drummed uh Dan, but yeah, Dan had a hundred points. Like I could have had a middling week and I wouldn't have been fine. Yeah. Uh how about Drew getting 76 points? He, yeah, I was scared of his roster, but I obviously thumped him, so I don't even care. I doubled them up just to both. Um, I didn't even break 100, and I had Chubb with 30 points. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough week there. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, we'll we'll end it on we'll end it on that note there. Sorry, Armand. Um, that's gonna do it here for episode number 60. Um, hopefully, everybody had a good week too. Uh, we're starting to get a little bit of a uh, little bit of consistency from some of our players here, but there's definitely a lot of buy low targets out there. So get active in the waiver wire. Get active in some trades. And like Armin said, uh, go get some W's here in week number three. And obviously, good luck to both of you guys and, and your high school squads as you enter uh, week two of your guys' season as well, too. So that'll do it for episode number 60. Thank you at home for listening. And uh, best of luck upcoming here. Um, I guess on behalf of Armin, Zach, myself, uh, and Lucas as well, and the 22 Fresh, our major sponsor of the year. Thank you very, very, much, thank you very much for listening. Uh, and take care. And let's talk soon.